Blog Talk Radio. We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. It's such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me. Yeshua, thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, mighty Lord, mighty God. Mighty, mighty Jesus. Hallelujah.
Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to God's Healer 7 Channel. I'm Sister Barbara, and I have a prophecy I'd like to share with you today. Uh, you could join me. I'm going to be in the New King James Version Study Bible. I'm going to be in the book of Exodus, uh, chapter 20, verse 25. So look at the Lord. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus. Mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I hope everyone can hear me fine tonight. Thank you, Lord. I have to make some uh, changes. Let me check, make sure they can hear me fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm here with Brother Tony. Amen. Hallelujah. We just had some uh, inconvenient. Amen. But as long as they can click on the link that I provided, they should uh, be able to hear us uh, fine. Thank you, Lord. I, I will keep uh, everyone. Thank you, Lord, out uh, today with the link for people to click and, and follow. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For those that can hear us, amen, they can click the link. Amen. Praise you, God. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord. The sound may sound a little bit different, but it's still us. It's still us here. We're still here. We're not raptured yet. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, it really sounds good. Amen. I, I, I could be doing the Lord's Hour here, too, but it's just that it's, just the, 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 it's different than, than Black Talk, so that's why I had chosen to do it on, 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 on Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And 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 black dots, but you know, Amen. I don't think Spreaker has a chat room. They usually just have a a, a console for you to transmit. But I don't think they have a a, a a chat room. I think that's what is missing with them. And that and the, but then they want you also to use uh, Hallelujah, um, Facebook. Okay, they want you to use Facebook. 
Amen. But no, okay, it can be either way. They can listen either way. You can, we can shout here on Block Talk, and then we, you can listen on Spreaker. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, well, let's, let's do it. I'm here with Brother Tony. Go ahead, Brother Tony. Yeah, shalom. God bless you. The Lord is good, and uh, He has a word for us tonight, and uh, He is good. He is good, and He is with us, and, and I believe His presence is here, and, and He's going to minister to all of us. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. I got to keep posting the link because I know there are people, hallelujah, that will, thank you, Lord, uh, that will be thanking, hallelujah, praise the Lord, wondering how come, you know, uh, they cannot listen to the program. But hopefully uh, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep posting the link. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus, that tonight, Lord, you will give us the word to speak your message, Lord, to your people, Lord. Bring your message, bring your revelation, Lord, where you will speak with us, Lord. You will minister to our life, and you will prepare us for what is coming, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Give us the word, Lord Jesus. Give us the word. We need you to speak to us, Lord. We need you to minister to our Lord. You know, Lord, every heart, every mind. Thank you, Lord. You know the situation, Lord. You are in control. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise you, God. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you, Jehoshua. I received two mighty revelations this week, and I can understand why all this is happening. Because, uh, hallelujah, it's one of the sermons in New York, Black Talk is in New York, and it's all kind of neighbors with one another. So the, 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 the fallen ones are not happy for this. So I imagine that they will do everything they can to try to block this revelation. It's in their interest to do so. Amen. So praise you, Jesus. But we serve a mighty God, an awesome God, who who is definitely in control who will give us the victory through all this. Amen. We just need to trust him and know that he is in control and he's going to give us the victory through it. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Before I go into the revelation of God, I want to go into the word. The title is Sincere Repenting. Sincere Repenting is the title. The Lord spoke to me to tell them, hallelujah, to repent sincerely. Hello, uh, to do sincere repenting, he says. Amen. And from the Lord lips to me writing it down. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Sincere repenting is what the Lord wants. Amen. There's a story in Second Kings 22, 18 to 20, where it was a word, a prophet, I believe, was sent to the king of Judah. And, and the prophet said, but to the king of Judah, God said to, God sends the prophet, and the message is, but to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thou say, say, uh, shall say to him, thou say the Lord God of Israel, concerning the word which thou hast heard, because thy heart has been tender, and thou shalt shall humble thyself before the Lord, when thou heard it, what I spoke against this place, and against the inheritance thereof, that they should become a desolation, a curse, and have rent thy clothes, and wept before me. 
I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because when we humble ourselves, God heals us. My brother and my sister. Behold, therefore, I will gather thee unto thy father, and thou shalt be gathered unto thy grave in peace. And thine eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And I, they brought the king the word again. Again. Thank you, God, for this word. My brother and my sister. Thank you, Jesus. This week, hallelujah, has been so, so much. So, so much, my brother and sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And if, if the audio, any problem with the audio, please let us know. Uh, those that are listening, because we're not listening here. My brother and sister, I know there's so many people listening. Let us know in the chat room any problem with the audio. Praise you, Lord. So we can, hallelujah, if it's too strong, too noisy, anything that, that, that is, amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. The Lord has been so grateful and so merciful to me as he has been with each and one of us, for sure. How can anyone complain of the grace of God and the love that he has for each and one of us, my brother and my sisters? Can anyone complain, my brother and sisters? Can, can anyone say God has not been merciful to me or God has not been grateful to me? Because he has, my brother and sister. He has been merciful. He has been grateful to each and one of us. And it's not, hallelujah, for anyone to complain or say any different. Because his love, his mercy, hallelujah, his grace. His grace is sufficient. His love is agape. And his mercy endures forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He took me this week to hell and showed me. Remember when I shared here on the Lord's Hour uh, the week before that I was there. I heard my mom's voice. I didn't want to turn around. But then I turned around and I, and I saw her. This time I told the Lord, I saw the Lord in prayer. Yes, Lord, I will see whatever, whosoever and whatever you want me to see, I will see. So I saw my mom. She was sharing the gospel with People in hell, there were so many people here from the U.S. They were complaining how hard and how difficult it is for them. My brother and sister, there are verses in the Bible, hallelujah, uh, about going to hell alive. My brother and sister. And let me see if I can find one in some, because I know that there's a lot of questions from people. Amen. And so we, we always want to... Whenever, whenever, it's not, this message is not about this tonight, but whenever we share the word, we have, hallelujah, let, we, let's look it up in the Bible. Uh, it says that, um, thank you, Lord, in Psalm 55, 15, let's, let, let death cease upon them, that when God turns them to death, like he's done with the people with COVID by seeing, let them go down alive into hell. For wickedness is in their dwelling and among them, my brothers and sisters. And there's another verse in Isaiah, I believe it is, that they have made their, their pact to deal with death. Okay, so this is why I believe that, that they go to hell alive when they take the by sin. 
I saw the people there, they're terrible. They cannot order pizza anymore. They cannot take a shower. There's no electricity. My brother and sisters, it's very, it's very difficult for them. And they're wondering when are they going to get out. But what I heard them saying, how angry they are at their government, and how they believe in the Constitution and trust it on the government, and I heard them saying that the government failed them, lied to them, it's the word. The government lied to them, it's the word they were saying. They were using them, that they trusted them, and how can they do this to them, they were saying. So my brother and sister clearly, clearly tells you how the enemy used their government to, the, to mislead these people through the vaccine. And now they know they've been deceived. Jesus said in Matthew 24, be ye not deceived. One of his first message in Matthew 24 to the disciple, before he talks about the signs, and the signs and wondering that will come in the last days, he says, be ye not deceived. So it's important that we are not deceived, that we don't let the enemy deceive us. And that's basically what these people that have gone to hell are life, like it says in Psalm 55, 15. They've been deceived. Let their seed upon them. Let them go down a life into hell. And, and For wickedness is in their dwelling and among them. And that's the reason they went down a life. Because there was wickedness in, in their dwelling, in their lives. Among them, in their lives. So, my brother and sister, they have sin, unrepented, unconfessed sin in their life. That God for years after years sends his prophets to tell them to repent, but they refused. They mocked the prophet. Okay? They, 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 they mocked the prophet. They write against God's prophet. And look what they are now. And I don't laugh at the calamity, because who are we to judge anyone? It is terrible, the situation. It broke my heart to see them in this situation. The Lord has to minister to me. When the Lord was taking me out, Death and hell, hell was angry. And then combined tried to stop me from coming out. And the Lord easily broke through the power and got me out of there. They could not stop the Lord out of. And the Lord ministered to me. Because you know it will be too hard for me to see what I saw, to hear what I saw. But oh glory be unto God. Because then he had something great to show me afterward. And it was this morning. I was going to Nashville, Tennessee this week, this weekend. And I said, Lord, would you give me a revelation there? And the Lord said, yes, in prayer to me. So I was kind of excited. I knew that the revelation, he let me know it would be a golden revelation, a good one. Gold is good in the regard that is valuable. And he let me know, so I, I got excited for that. And I was looking forward to that revelation that he said he would give me which is the one I'm going to share tonight. I know it will encourage people in one way, those that are looking forward to the coming of Jesus, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. But it's not the will of God that anyone will perish. You need to understand that. He doesn't want anyone to perish. But in this revelation, I'm going to read Philippians 1.10. The Lord spoke to me about sincere repenting. Sincere repenting, Jesus said. Philippians 1 says that ye may be approved things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere without offense unto the day of Christ. There is a day of Christ approaching. 
coming quickly. And God wants us to be ready for it. And the only way we're going to be ready is through sincere repenting. My brother and sister, there's no other way possible that we can be ready for the coming of Jesus, for what the Lord is going to do after the three days of darkness. So during the three days of darkness, in the glorious power of God that's going to be manifested on this earth after the three days of darkness. There's going to be a glorious, glorious power of God manifested on this earth like many cannot even imagine. Mighty God, almighty God, is going to manifest His power to His children as He has promised us. And we are looking forward to that. And it's closer, it's closer than one anyone thinks, including me. This manifestation of the power of God is closer than what anyone thinks. We were listening to this brother whose, whose title of his, uh, his, his, his page on YouTube is Last Day. Yeah, Last Day's channel. Last Day's channel. And he talks about that, that revelation, the revival that is about to come. When he saw the move of God on the earth like never seen before. Thank you, Lord, for that. It's coming. It is coming, and it is close. My brother and sister. And this revelation, I was taking, before, before I was taken to the three days of darkness, before the three days of darkness began to commence. Hallelujah. I, was, I could hear the media, a mighty earthquake, according to the media, Fox News and CNN and them, NBC, CNBC, all the channel was reporting on a mighty earthquake that hit the United States. And they were talking about California. The California will be unrecognizable. My brother insisted. But that other state, they were saying, were will, will highly benefited also. That they, without any, they were without any power, without any electricity. And that the outcome of this will for sure will have great consequences on, all, on every other state, on our nation. That's what the, they were reporting. It's like I could hear several channels speaking about these things at the same time. And what I did not realize was I was in my glorified body after the three days of darkness. My brother and my sister. In this revelation, I was in my glorified body. And the Lord, in my glorified body, after the three days of darkness, took me before. The Lord, see, the Lord can do anything. He's a total in control of time and season and everything. And he had me go back. He took me back for me to hear what, what happened that took us to where we were. To the mighty judgment of that earthquake that we have heard for so long now. How happening in this revelation, which I know is close to happen. And I can hear the media talking about it. And I believe, you know how usually they have helicopter over, the media helicopter over, over California. And they were trying to put the, the, the information, piece, piece the information together. Uh, how much they've been destroyed. And they couldn't. They just said it was too much destruction. That California, according to them, was unrecognizable. And I'm glad the Lord did not let me see California and their destruction. But much you see the media and forum and all that. Hallelujah. I believe the earthquake had hit 
the, before the three days of darkness. That's how the Lord showed it to me, and that's how I understand it for you according to the revelation of the Lord. So it was like another confirmation, him showing me that the three days of the, the, the earthquake in California is going to happen, as he said to me in that three, uh, three uh, signs video. Okay? It's going to happen before the three days of darkness. Let me, let me, hallelujah. Uh, Brother Miguel, uh, t can someone tell Brother Miguel to click on the, on the link to listen? He just joins in. He doesn't know. Please help those that are joining in the chat room that don't know to follow the link to listen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Let me see if I can give him some time. Praise the Lord. Let's be patient with our brothers and sisters. Amen. That are logging in. Thank you, Lord. I'll, I'll try to praise you, Jesus. Give him the link so he can hear. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Praise you, Jehoshua. you got to explain to them to follow the link. It's the only way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. So in this revelation this morning, um, I can hear all the media channel reporting. I had my full brain, and I had no problem listening to all the channels at the same time. Like they can all report at the same time, and I can hear all of them at the same time without any problem. They can all be having a different conversation, and I could understand all the conversation at the same time. In your glorified body, way until you are in your glorified body, you'll be like, what? It's like your limitless, like the, the one of the movies, your limitless. What's the name of that movie? Was it Limitless? What he could understand? That he took a pill and then he could. Limitless, I think it's called, no? Limitless, in my. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, kind of like that in a glorified body. We can, hallelujah, hear, smell, see beyond what anyone down here can. Beyond. Like several people combined. It's incredible. Amen. Limitless. Amen. So think about it. I can hear all the television channels and even see all the television channels at the same time without any problem. Without any problem. Thank you, Lord. So it was all about the earthquake in California that had just hit America again. Before the three days of darkness. Then the Lord, br br hallelujah, brought me through the three days of darkness, sent me down, and allowed me to go through a different state, different city, and even different country. I was moving in second through every different state. What was I doing? I was looking for brothers and sisters that would, be, would make it to the three days of darkness in my own thinking. I was thinking, Shalom, Brother Miguel, a certain brothers and sisters that I believed they were ready to make it to the three days of darkness. So the Lord allowed me in my glorified body this morning to move to the different city in seconds. I began to go to major city around the United States within seconds to looking for brothers and sisters that have made it through the three days of darkness. And I was having a hard time finding them. I went to the major city that were empty. 
I went to town and city that were empty. I went to the homes, family homes, looking for people. And the family home were empty. They didn't make it to the three days of darkness. Okay? And I'm going to explain myself here. If people are saved by grace through receiving Christ as the Lord and Savior, if they don't make it to the three days of darkness, he either took them home or to the valleys. He either saved them, my brother and sister. But if they're not ready to make it, and the Lord Jesus spoke to me about this, and I'm going to tell you what Jesus said to me this morning. Because the Lord came to me to speak to me about it. My brother and my sister. It was so it was so touching and impacting to me that after I checked the United States for brothers and sisters that I was hoping would make it to the three days of darkness, the city were empty, the street were empty, the air where birds should have been flying they were gone. I cannot see dogs or cats or animals. I'm looking around to see if I see what animal made it to the three days of darkness. I cannot find a single cat or a single dog or a single bird. And I'm moving around real quickly in the spirit. I mean the physical, but in my glorified body. I was moving very quickly, my brother and my sister, that I could not find. My brother and sister. And thank you, Lord. Then I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to country of people that listen to me on the Lord's Hour to see if they made it. And I'm looking for the brothers and sisters until I finally say, you know, what happened? And the Lord brought me back. And then Jesus came. And he began to explain something to me very, very important that is in the Word of God. And I'm going to give it to you this way. Without holiness... No one will see the Lord. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Simple, period. Okay? Now, the Lord began to explain to me, as he has said to me before, if people are not repenting sincere, he showed me a lot of people repenting. A lot of people repenting. But he says to me, they're not sincere. Okay, very, very, very few are sincere. Then he used a couple of brothers that I know in the Lord. Okay, and I keep that to myself with them. Who the Lord said, look at your brothers who are repenting sincerely. Okay, because the Lord says to me, they have changed their life. Look at your brother, how they seek me. I want everybody else to be to do the same as they are doing, as they are repenting, as they are seeking me. I want them to do the same like them. The Lord says to me, Hallelujah! Because without sincere repenting, they're not going to make it to the three days of darkness. They will not be allowed to make it through. And I was shocked. You know, it's, yes, it's in the Word of God. Yes, we know it's in the Word of God. My brothers and sisters, we know. We know it's in the Word of God. We have read it so many times. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews twelve fourteen. Follow peace with all men and holiness. 
without which no man should see the Lord. The Lord comes to the earth after the three days of darkness. We're supposed to see him. We're supposed to encounter him. My brother and sister, he is coming. How are we going to see him without any holiness? How? He says that if we are not committed to sincere repenting, we will not make it to the three days of darkness. Very, very, very clear. And he showed me. My brother and sister, he allowed me to see. He allowed me to run like a crazy, like a chicken without a head. I was going around, running around. I was inspecting. I was checking. I'm looking for this person. I'm looking for that other person. Did they not make it? the three days of darkness my brother and sister so you may wonder tonight say brother Elvie then why do you see millions and even billion people to the three days of darkness on the earth millions and billions are going to get out are going to come out of the tomb to the earth for the revival because God is clear that the dead in Christ will rise again we were reading a verse earlier thank you Lord Remember that verse, uh, um, Brother Tony? We will, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Let me see if I can, hallelujah, find that verse. Because, hallelujah, the dead in Christ are going to be risen. They're coming back again. And it's before the rapture, the pasture. That they're coming again. After the three days of darkness, hallelujah, after the three days of darkness, there comes the raising of the dead, and then the revival comes. Praise your Lord. Here at John 6:39, And this is the Father's will who has sent me, that all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but shall raise up again on the last days. Why did the Lord need to raise him up again? Okay? Why do they need to be raised again? My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. I'm having trouble copying and pasting here. Why did the, the Lord need to raise him again? Because they were dead. They were dead. They were dead. Okay? In Christ. But sleeping in Christ is the word. But to give you an idea. Okay? They were buried. They need to be risen again. That's the first resurrection. The resurrection of the dead. Okay? But to raise again in the last days. Look when, not during the Great Tribulation, not after the Great Tribulation. This is the first resurrection before the Great Tribulation, before the revival. The promise of God is to raise them again. And that was John. Let me, I got to make sure I give these Bible verses because I know people have questions and nothing better to explain things through the Word of God or by the Word of God. This is no, we're not playing a guessing game here. We're standing on the word of God. That's what that is. John 6, 39. Okay? 
He will raise them again in the last days. My brother and sister. After the three days of darkness, there's going to be a resurrection of the dead. Now, when you go to 1 Thessalonians again, 1 Thessalonians, if you got any verse, Brother Tony, go ahead and read it. Say, I believe it's verse 15. I'm going to let you go read this one, Brother Tony. Okay, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, so you can start on 13, I think it is. Okay, yeah. It says, uh, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so will God bring with him those also who sleep in Jesus. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not proceed those who, who are asleep. Notice, yeah. notice, notice how he keeps talking about sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah. You know, because it's important that we 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 can we can tell from those that are asleep, from those uh, uh, that are coming back again. Jesus is the first from the resurrection. The first, amen. Okay? And then those that are resurrected are resurrected in Christ with him. And we were right with him, Paul says. Okay, going deeper if we want to go deeper. Yeah. You know, we're resurrected with him and we will reign with him. And we will stay with him, okay, forever. Thank you, Lord. So, uh, first resurrection. Him being the first from the dead. My brothers and sisters, first from the dead, and then first resurrection. The Bible is very specific about these events, and that's going to come right after, it's after the, I say right, but it's after the, the three days of darkness. Each event will have a manifestation in its own time, own timing. My brother and my sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I know some churches have thought this differently. In which I know that's why a lot of people have questions. But again, I say it the way the Lord showed it to me. You know, which I know is biblical also. I know it's biblical also. But I know a lot of people, because I heard it differently from other teachings. Even from my previous church. They had a different idea, but it's not the same when you hear from the Lord than when you hear from men. And a lot of people keep taking what God says and comparing it to what men say. And that is wrong. It's the other way around. What men say, you, you compare it to what the Lord says, and you take what the Lord says first. Because a lot of people take it the other way. Like if I'm talking about this, and it doesn't make sense because their pastor tells them something different, they won't agree. They'll say, no, I'll listen another day. You know, you got it. And then everything we say here, take it in prayer with the Lord. We always say that too. And I know some pastors are sincere, and they also say, look, I, look, you listen to my teaching for years, take it before the Lord in prayer. But a lot of people don't do it. They assume the pastor, the pastor correct. But even the pastor tells people to take it in prayer with the Lord because men make mistakes, you know. So again, when it comes from the Lord, it's totally different than, than anything what people say. So he showed me the earthquake of California. Then the three days of darkness. My brother and my sister. And the three days of darkness, this time, the way he showed it to me, it was different than what I've seen them before. It's still the three days of darkness, still the same event. 
but this time I saw like like a like a I have a filter that is called three I think it's three level filter. What is it? Three let me see, three level filter or, or filtration. Okay? And I'm gonna compare it to this just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about because some people will be like, oh, what is he talking about? Okay? Some filter have a, a three advanced filtration filter. Okay? And that's how he showed me the three days of darkness to me. That's what it seems to me in the spirit when he showed it to me this time. Okay? The Lord's been talking about a, a cleansing coming upon the earth. I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, God spoke years ago, over 10 years ago, to Brother Larry. And he told Brother Larry that in the last day he will remove the wicked from the earth, the, the demon and human body. The wicked. Okay? That the time will come when that would happen. And so he was talking about the three days of darkness. Three days of darkness... When God told Moses and the people back in Egypt to put the blood in the post of their homes, in the entrance of the homes, the angel of death came by. When he saw it, he went straight. He didn't stop. He didn't want in. He could not. He was not allowed to. When these demons are released that are going to be going around, when they see the blood of Jesus in our life with a sincere repenting and the blood cleansing us, they're going to see the blood of Jesus in us, in our lives. And they're going to go straight. They're not going to enter our homes. They're not going to enter our lives. They're not going to try. Because they know there will be angels protecting us. The Lord will be protecting us. My brother and my sister. So the way he showed me the three days of darkness this time. It's like a three advanced filtration system. Three days from which it's going to pass humanity through. And he says that the people, Jesus says to me, that are not repenting, even if they're not repenting and not being sincere, they will not make it. If they're not repenting, they're not making. If they have any sin, they will not make it. If they're wicked and evil, they will not make it. Okay? My brother and sister. And he says that this, this has been his, God's plan since the foundation of the earth. And when he said this to me, that this was God's plan since the foundation of the earth, I looked up some verses in regard to that because that really caught my attention. Okay? Ephesians 1.4 He had chosen nothing in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him and love. My brother and sister, love which is put in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, and it is in our hearts, it is in our lives. But His chosen that was before the foundation of the earth. So that testified the plan of God. 1 Peter 1.20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in the last time for you. Look when he, were, when he was ordained to do this by Father. Okay? According to Peter 1.20, before the foundation of the earth. None of, this, this, none of the, the things are going to happen in the three days of darkness are new. Our plan in the last days. It was before the last days. It was before the earth was made. This has been the plan of God. Brother, give us a solid, a solid Bible verse that will testify of what you're saying. And I give you Genesis 1. 
He separated darkness from the light. He took whatever was evil and moved it away from the light and, and kept the light holy, pure, separated. That's exactly what he's going to do with each and one of us. Father did that. He did that in the times of Noah. He allowed the fallen angel to eat and kill the people. If you don't believe me, uh, read the book of Enoch. What did the fallen angel what did with the people? Have you read the book of Enoch? Have you heard it? Uh, yeah, well, I didn't I didn't read it. I, I listened to it on YouTube. And what did they do? Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't hear it all, but he did talk a lot about those... Uh, you know a lot about the fallen angels and and uh, a lot about the life of Enoch. Yeah. They kill the people and they ate their blood. They slaughter. They begin to slaughter humanity to the point where the angel of God had to cry out to God in heaven and ask God to intervene, or there will be nothing left. And again, in the last days, these things are going to happen similar. Now, if you don't believe in the book of Enoch, I respect your belief. But now, let's say Genesis, uh, Noah and his family, everybody else was killed, and God separated Noah, light, his sons and daughters, light, from all the darkness that all the people that were around them. Put them in the ark and destroy the rest. That's how God deal with darkness. And that's how he's going to deal in the three days of darkness. And the times of Lot, he did the same. He did the same. He ordered Lot and his two daughters and, and wife to get out. Told them not to look back. His wife looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt. Dead right away. My brother and sister, similar to those in the three days of darkness. They're told to be unrepentant, to be seeking God. And if they're not, just like Lot's wife, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. My brother and my sister. Hard situation are coming on the earth from from God who wants to save humanity. Jesus who is praying and interceding for people to save to to come to Him. As the Lord was speaking, I was listening to Him. He explained to me that nothing evil, nothing was sin, will ever enter. Every time the Lord talks about these things, there's something that comes to mind to me. It's revelation. My brother and sister, Revelation 22, hallelujah, thank you Lord, praise you Jesus, praise you Yeshua, let me go there, and he said unto me, seal not the saying of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand, then he says, he that is unjust, let him be unjust, he that is filthy, let him be filthy still, he that is righteous, let him be righteous still, he that is holy, let him be holy still. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I think it might, I think it's 22. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, hallelujah, is very serious. Very serious. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. There shall, there shall no, in, no in, in Revelation 21, 27, Okay. And there should no showing no wise enter into it. Wise. Hallelujah. Yeah, and there shall no wise enter into it anything that defileth, 
Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but only they that are written in the Lamb's book of life. So there is a condition for the New Jerusalem, which is similar to what the Lord was talking about. My brother and my sister, nothing evil, nothing sinful or sinning, no one sinning, currently without repenting. He gave me an example of repenting, the Lord did. As he was standing in front of me, speaking to me about these things, he told me that, hallelujah, no one was sinned who's not repenting, who's not doing sincere repenting, he says. He used the word sincere. Commit to sincere repenting, my brother and my sister. Which to me was like, wow, sincere repenting. We talked about sincere repenting for years. But for the Lord to bring that back and explain it that way, I thought it was very strong of him, very powerful. My brother and sister, without sincere repenting, they will not make it to the three days of darkness. My brother and sister, again, I saw three days of darkness like, like a three-level filter, okay, frustration system that in order to make it through that, there cannot be any sin in our life. God has established because in the beginning, he separated darkness from light. My brother, he did not allow... Okay? The darkness. Idol. Thank you, Lord. Because it cannot be there. Thank you, Lord. Let it be light, and it was light. God saw that the light was good. God divided the light from the darkness. Okay? And you hear all the time people saying, God is not a God of division. God is not a God of division. Okay? You hear that? How many, for many years you heard that, that God is not a God of division? Okay? But the Bible said that God divided the light from the darkness. Okay? God will remove from his people what is not of his. Okay? That's division. Okay? But his division is for multiplication. Not the division of the world. Okay? The division of the world is to eliminate. The vision of the God is if we remove the wicked and the evil, then his people can be blessed, hallelujah, and be multiplied, as he told Adam and Eve in the garden. It is to bless us that he'll remove the evil from the earth, my brother and my sister. So it's a blessing to us what God has in plan and in store for them that love him, the Bible says. So God saw that the light was good to his people, and God divided the light from the darkness. Which is, it, it is appointing to the rapture. He takes the light, his people off from the earth to heaven. And heaven is also light. So that he's not taking them to darkness, he's taking them to light. He's removing them from the darkness. But in the three days of, of darkness, he is bringing an end to, to all this sinful people generation. And I listened to this brother who's talking about three days of darkness. He's saying how... God, it will put His Spirit. But the Lord spoke to me about putting His Spirit upon our flesh last week. And He says to me, You people say on the earth that I pour my Spirit upon our flesh on the day of Pentecost. And He said, Not so. Read my word. Not so. Read my word. And I was stunned for a minute. So I went and read His word. He says, my spirit was poured upon 120. 
And Peter stood up with the twelve and told them to repent. Okay? The, the Spirit of God was not poured upon sinful men. Like a lot of people want God to do it now. They're wrong. God has to remove sinful men if they are refusing to repent. And then put His Spirit upon those that are repenting. Because He did it on the Pentecost days. He says that a lot of people are preaching and saying that God put His Spirit upon the flesh. And He said it was not so. He only put His Spirit on the 120. And then after people, Peter told them to repent, and they received the Lord and repent, and then he poured his spirit upon them. But it was not us being, being preached in the last days. And you hear a lot of preachers say, oh, God put his spirit, poured his spirit upon no flesh in the day of Pentecost. That is wrong. He told me that was wrong. That was wrong. He only put his spirit upon 120, he says. My brother, my sister. So, again, to me, it was mind-blowing. But it's true. He said, go to my word and read my word, he says. And when I went to the Bible, it's exactly what I saw. 120, the Holy Spirit of God came to the 120. The rest of the people did not receive the Holy Spirit until they repented. They were called to repent. And this is the thing now. A lot of people are waiting for the revival. But how is God going to put a spirit upon them in sin? With an unrepenting heart. How do they want God to do so? God doesn't share His glory with men, my brother and sister. God wants to put His Spirit on those that are repenting, that are sincerely repenting and seeking Him, not on sinful men who are refusing to repent. No. Darkness will be removed, and life will stand. Hallelujah. The, the meek will inherit the earth, the Bible says, not the wicked. The meek will. Those that are serving God, that are seeking God with all their heart and all their mind, and they are not leaning on their own understanding. He's been very clear. The Lord said, go tell them to sincerely repent, he says. Go tell them to sincerely repent. And I'm here to tell you to sincerely repent. If you want to make it to a three days of darkness, you need to sincerely repent with God. Sincerely. Don't make excuse for it. Sincerely repent is what he wants. Ask the Lord to help you. Whatever you're struggling with, whatever sin you're struggling with, ask Jesus to help you. But sincerely repent before the Lord, my brother and sister. Now, hallelujah, I didn't see children after the three days of darkness. The Lord's going to take them home. As I heard a prophecy, then I, I, I saw with my own eyes this morning, there were no children after the three days of darkness. They were all gone. My children were all gone. All gone. All three of mine were all gone. There were no children. My brother insisted. Okay? And they're gone because the Lord will take them home. He will take them home. Those that the Lord will use us in the revival, we need to stay behind a little bit more because the Lord has a revival where He's going to raise the dead. Then He's going to use us over their lives. There might be other people who the Lord will preserve through the three days of darkness to being saved. Being saved. My brother insisted. Okay? I cannot point you to whom the Lord will preserve. But I did so firmly in one of the revelations of the Lord that we went to minister to. That I knew they needed to receive Jesus. And the Lord sent, them, sent us to them. And we ministered to them. And we led them to the Lord. 
There are people who I believe their name is in the book of life who he's planning to save. He's sending us to them as he showed me and, and we're going to lead them to Christ. We have to lead them to the Lord. This is what it, the revival is about. Okay? Whosoever God wants to save, whosoever he's going to preserve to be in faith, he's going to send it to. But I'm going to be honest with you. After the three days of darkness, he allowed me this morning to see, I went to a major city in the United States, and the houses and buildings were empty. Not one single soul I can see. There are major sins in this city that people need to repent that are not repenting. Major sin. Major trespasses of people's life. Living in sin. I didn't see one single prostitute in the street. One single homeless person I didn't see in the street. Not even one single police officer or firefighter. I didn't see people that I, that I, was, that I wanted to see. I wanted to see people after the three days of darkness. But he showed me that if people are not repenting sincerely before him, they're not going to make it. What would happen with those people between them and God? We, we have limitation on what we, should, on what we can know or what we should know. And unless he reveals it to us, my brother and sister, we can never underestimate God's power, though. Because I know that people through COVID, as he showed me when he took me to the valley the other day, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, I believe, in the different valleys, because I was just in one valley this time, and I can see thousands of people saved, that he saved through COVID. People that, that you know, died through COVID, my brother and sister, the virus, the virus killed them quickly, but they repented, and the Lord wanted to save them, and they got saved. They're in the valleys. I had some of them, or I had many of them, and I was happy that they're there. But I didn't know that God has a plan. And I believe also, to be, even during the three days of darkness, people that are saved, they may not make it to the three days of darkness, but they're saved by grace. And I'm sure the Lord will save them. You know, I cannot assure them salvation, but the Bible says that we are saved by grace. And it's, it's, it's a gift of God and not of ourselves. You know, so as long as the person is repenting and seeking God, they'll have a chance with the Lord. Even through that difficult time, the beasts are going to have order to go out. And if they don't see the blood of Jesus in the person's life, they're going to devour that person. They're going to eat that body. They're going to devour that body. They're going out to devour during the three days of darkness. And they're looking forward to doing that. These fallen ones that are bound are going to be released. And they're going out. Someone saw Zeus going about killing people. And, and the person heard him say, this is my time. My time. He was going about with his army ordering them. Go in that house. Go in that other home. Destroy. Kill the person. Devour the person. And they were doing exactly what he was ordering them to do. This is all during the three days of darkness, going about. And those beasts are going to kill everyone who they found who doesn't have the blood of Jesus. They're not going to go into the house of believer, but they're going to go around the, the earth doing destruction for three days, three nights. My brother and sister, the church, the Lord will be with the church, will call us by name, will glorify our body. And on the third day, like Jesus, we will, be, we will have a glorified body. 
by the third day. Because it has to be just like the Lord. He's resurrected on the third day. We get our body on the third day also. He got it on the third day. We get it on the third day. Just like Christ, Paul said. I see, on his dead, Paul says that we are like him. You know, so we will also be on his resurrection. Just like him, Paul also say. So just as he is, we will also be. He received a glorified body from God. We're going to receive another one as the same as him. We'll be like him, the Bible says. Let the disciple be like the master. My brother and my sister. But it's for us to look forward to seeking him in holy and righteousness. Again, he said that without holiness, no one will see the Lord. What is holiness? Separation. We need to be careful that we don't contaminate ourselves with this world. That can easily, easily be see us, contaminate us, one way or another. So if you don't have to go to your house, don't go out of your house. Because you may sin. If you don't have to go online, don't go online if you may sin. If you know you're sitting watching television, don't have cable in your house. Cut the cable. Should have cut it years ago. And spend more time in the Word and in prayer. Keep yourself for your God. Keep yourself for your Lord. My brother and my sister. I, have, I haven't had cable for over 10 years now. My brother and my sister. Do I miss it? No. In the beginning it was difficult, but then I got used to it. I understand that what God is calling us is, is mighty, it's higher than anything we knew. We're here to serve the Lord, not our flesh or ourselves, but to do His will, not our own. John seventeen twenty four, Father, I will that they also whom Thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which Thou hast given me, for Thou loved me before the foundation of the world. Joel twenty two sixteen. Who were cut down from their time, whose foundation was overflown with the flood. This is the wicked ones. The wicked would have no chance during the three days of darkness because they have not committed themselves to God. Then it will be difficult for them. Like a flood, they're going to be cut down. Okay? They won't be no more. You have verses you want to read, brother? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. So this is going to happen before than what we are thinking. I don't know what we're thinking, but it's before that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Revelation 3.3. says, uh, Remember then what you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. And uh, similar to that one is Revelation 2.5. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent, and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. And, uh, yeah, all throughout the New Testament, it's, uh, it's repentance, you know. And uh, Luke 13.3, No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So the key there is repentance. Amen. Yeah, we went through this one earlier. Uh, it was Second Corinthians seven nine through ten, and it says, uh, "As it is, I rejoice not because you were grieved, 
but because you were grieved into repenting, for you felt a godly grief, so that you suffer no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. <coughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a... Praise you, God. It's like we said earlier, you know, it's not, you know... God says to the people back then in the Old Testament, don't you know, don't rend your garments, but rend your heart. You know, it's it's uh, it's that's sincere repentance. It's it's from the heart, you know, and uh, it's, uh, God's not wanting you know half repentance. He's wanting full repentance now, because we're close now. We are we are very close, and uh, this is the time to cry out to God. You know, it's uh, you know when you're sincere. And you're repentant. You, you cry out to him because we're we're in this flesh now, and we can't on our own. It's it's impossible. We can't do this on our own. You know that's why we got the Lord because he 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 uh you know he can help us. That's why we that's that's sincere repentance is when you cry out to him. You know it's when you it's sincere from your heart, and uh, and this is not just the one thing. You know once every 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 week or every other day this is every day this is all the time you know this is you thinking about the Lord and and uh, yes we make mistakes but but um, we come to the Lord and asking him you know to help us to, to you know Lord forgive me you know every single day this is a this is an all the time thing you know like we say this is you know and he he wants this from us and uh, and uh and he's, you know, he's speaking to us tonight. You know, he's, he's gonna, he, he is working in us because it's, he wants our hearts to be right with him. You know, he doesn't want us to, to be wavering, to be, you know, one day here, one day there. No, he, he, he wants us to be in sincere repentance now. You know, and, and he's, he's good, but he's doing this because he loves us, and you know, he is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Amen. Job 4.19, How much less in them that dwells in the house of clay, whose foundation is dust, is in the dust, who are crushed before the month. There's a month when Job said, and, and I look at this because he said that the month that will be crushed, and I'm thinking of the three days of darkness before the, the, the you know, in a certain month, I don't know what month it is, because a lot of people like to follow prophecy through month. I, I don't. Uh, but Joel did, did say that in a month, uh, they will be crushed. Right? They won't be no more. Hallelujah. So, uh, whatever month it is, thank you, Lord, it's coming. There's a month coming where the three days of darkness are going to be happening during that month, according to Job. Amen. Not knowing exactly what month it is, we know that it's coming in a month that we expect it now. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And Joshua 6.27, Joshua assured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the men before the Lord who rises up and builds the city of Jericho. 
he should lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his younger son shall he set up a, a gate of it. And I understand what Joshua is saying here, because they're, they're, they're laying foundation without God, okay? They're trusting in, in, in men's foundation, not in God. And he says that whoever builds Jericho will be cursed. Whoever builds the city of Jericho will be, will be cursed. And Jericho represents evil. Represent trusting in vanity, trusting in man, trusting in man's army, man's weapon. That's what Jericho represents. Because Jericho was a wall, like a shield, a protection, a hiding place, like a bunker, and many more things. And, and that's what they're doing in the last day. They're building Jericho in their mind and their heart and their lives. And then the first... Joshua said that the, the firstborn and the, and the younger son shall be set up at the gate of it. They will lose them. Because remember, the war, the war of Jericho came down under the power of God. What do you think would happen with those that are restoring Jericho back, the trust into men, when the Lord comes? They're going to fall down. They're not going to withhold the power of God. That's kind of what he's saying. Exodus 9.19 Behold, tomorrow about this time of a cause of the rain, a very grievous hail. Such as had never been in Egypt since the foundation thereof until now. What is referring to? The hail here represents judgment. Egypt represents the world. The world will get judgment from God. That's all it's going to get. Okay? Because the world is the one that refuses to repent. Refuses to seek God. Refuses to commit to God. So the world is a type of Egypt. Egypt refused to repent. And God ended up destroying Egypt. No more. Until today, Egypt don't have an army. Now, Jesus has one of the most powerful armies in the world. Where are they today? They built an army because the United States helped them to build an army. But they didn't have an army. That's a few years ago. My brother and sister. And so, Egypt, hallelujah, was no more since that time. And a lot of countries are doing the same. Deuteronomy 32, 22. For a fire kindled in mine anger, and it should burn unto the lowest hell, and it should consume the earth with, it, with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountain. Imagine what will be standing in the day of the Lord. When they kindle his anger in the last days, and his anger is going to come down and turn everything on fire. We can already see in the United States and around the world the heat that is happening. Look at the heat in Texas. Look at the heat in Arizona. Look at the heat in Florida. All with over 100 degrees. 100 degrees, that's a high fever right there. If you've got a fever on the 100 degree, you're going to look for medication. 100 degree is too much for the body. It's supposed to be a 98, the maximum. And still it should be lower. But that's a sign that the, the anger of God is kindled with this earth, with this country. That's why there's so much heat. But in the Word of God, I just read it to you. My brother says, the anger of God, okay, 
burns into the lowest hell, and she consumed the earth with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountain. Look at the mountain in Arizona. Okay, look at brother, that thing in Georgia. 110 degrees in Georgia. That is too much. Way over a fever. That is way over a fever. A child with 110 degrees, doctor will be running because he's about to die. It's too much. It can ha anything can happen with a 110 degree fever. The child can go can go into sh can have a stroke. Anything can happen to the human body, and it takes a lot of the elders and children when the when the temperature is so high, a lot of people dies. But I preach on the Lord's hour that in the last day, like in the, in the Great Tribulation, I saw a lot of heat. Everything heated up years ago. I kept telling people that. So the, the Lord was showing me that. That he was coming. Okay? And I said it's going to increase little by little. Now it's been 110. Next year, we're still, if it's still around, it might be 120 all year long, all summer long. These things will increase and will never settle. But it's also pointing out how close the Lord is to come. That he is an indication, according to the Lord in his word, okay, behold, tomorrow, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for a fire is kindled in my anger. That's how the Lord feels right now. He's angry. And it should burn unto the lowest hell. And it should consume the earth with increase, which is happening now, and set on fire the foundation of the mountain. God has given us to us as a sign of his coming. Okay? It's a sign of his coming. It's a sign for the last day. The increase of the angry of the anger of God. Samuel twenty two eight. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundation of heaven moved and shook. Because he was wrapped, he was angry. And God is angry. God, that's and we can see it. My brothers, the foundation of heaven moved and shook the foundation. He is so angry right now that these things are happening, my brother and my sisters. And a lot of people take these things for granted and think, oh, no, this has happened before. Not this, this continuously. Not this happening because it's been all month long. Been all, all, all this month has been this way, my brother and my sister. And if you were if you were told this last year, you will not believe. But now that people are, are seeing it, they're beginning to believe, my brother and sister. Things are not the same. Thank you, Lord. Second Samuel, um, Samuel uh, twenty-two sixteen, and the channel of the seed appear, which in the foundation of the world were laid, bear of, of a rebuking of the Lord, and the blast of the bread of His nostril. Okay, he is angry and he's about to come. And we'll see the bread of his nostril. My brother and sister. My Lord, my Lord, have God. Thank you, Lord. King 637, the four year was the foundation of the house of the Lord lay in the month of Sith. Remember Job was talking about a month? Well, here the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid in the month of Sith. All these are indication. When is the month of Sif? We need to look what the month of Sif is. It's when. 
Because that's an indication. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. So much is coming in the last day. Hallelujah. Uh, this is First King. Uh, in, in the day of the of the third wheel of Jericho, he laid the foundation during and of Imran, his firstborn, set up the gate thereof, and the youngest to the son of Sagu, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Notice how they, they look for prophecy, even in the time of Joshua to come to pass. I was reading to you earlier how Joshua prophesied of what will come in the last days. And look how the people look for the prophecy to, to be fulfilled. That's how you know when someone has spoken from the Lord. You, you can write it down. You can remember. You can memorize. And he said, brother spoke about this and that. And you can look forward to seeing the, the, the fulfillment of those prophecies. There's a lot of prophecies the Lord has given me that have come to pass. But there's a lot of, there are many more that have not come to pass yet that I'm looking forward to see them come to pass. Okay? Because I know they came from the Lord. And this is how you look into prophecy. Don't judge anyone about prophecy. Just look for them to come to pass. Pray about them. Ask the Lord about them. And look for prophecy to come to pass. That's how the, the God's people did it. Okay? According to the word Lord of the Lord, which he spoke by Joshua the son of Nun. Joshua by this time is probably dead. I think he's dead already. But the people still were looking for his prophecy to be fulfilled. That's how you look for prophecy. That's how you started for, for prophecy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Uh, Ezra 3.10. And when the builder laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets. Okay? With Levi and the son of Esau, with symbol to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of David, king of Israel. Now, this is, this is, this is a, a, a common practice that the Jewish people did. According to the feast that God gave Moses. But you know what? Each one of these feasts are prophetic. Each one of these feasts are prophetic that we need to study. This is in Ezra 3.10. Okay? They laid the foundation of the temple. And they set the priest or apparel in trumpet. Okay? In other words, ready to, be, to sound the trumpet. That's why when Paul talks about the last trumpet, a lot of people don't understand. Because there were trumpet even sounds in the feast. How many, we should know how many trumpets were sound in the different feasts. So then we can understand better when Paul talks about the last trumpet. Because the last trumpet stands for the, for the pastor. When the last trumpet was sound, everyone got to be ready. Everybody got to be ready. My brother and sister, there's been sounds about the trumpet. Now we're waiting for the last. Okay? And the setting of the priest for the trumpet, okay, 
That means that whoever is going to sound the trumpet is ready to sound the trumpet. Have the Lord has been saying that to us? Yes. Angels are ready to sound the trumpet. Now, to a lot of people, it may no sense here that angels are being set to sound the trumpet in the place of men, priests. Because in the Old Testament, the one here that we read that was set to sound the trumpet were priests. But now in the New Testament, they're angels. You see the difference in the change? And it's not a change. It is something for us to come to the knowledge and understanding of what God means through it. Because it's always, there's a prophetic revelation in it that will help us understand what is, gonna, what is, gonna, what is about to happen. I love this brother online that I was listening to earlier. He's, he's always talking about the three days of darkness. And God's been showing him the three days of darkness throughout the Bible. God's been explaining to him how uh, powerful and fundamental the three days of darkness are. Because they are very important. And as the Lord says, God has established this since the foundation of the earth. Thank you, Lord. So Ezra three chose of many other priests, but many other priests and Levites, chief and father, were elderly men who had seen the first house. When the foundation of the house was laid before their eyes wept with a loud voice, and many shouted with joy. They understood what was going on. That's why they were able to cry. They cried, my brothers and sisters, because everything in regard to the house of God that was being established talks about the house of God in heaven and talks about the God of house in the millennium. It's prophetic. They understood it very well. That's why, it, it, why is it so many people in the last day that don't, doesn't understand these, doesn't see these things prophetic? Because if you ask the Lord, the Lord will show you. Okay? Like the three days of darkness, still a lot of people that have a lot of questions. But they don't take the time to go into the work and, and look into when the Bible talks about darkness. Because there were different times. Why did the prophet talk about darkness in different timing? Because people went through it in different timing. And we, we saw, like, like um, David said that the wicked goes to hell alive. So, brother, we were talking about this, and I believe what Brother Ben said that in, in the times when, when God opened the, 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 was it the earth in the times of Moses? When Moses came down from the mountain, what happened? Well, you remember that story? Yeah, it was uh, it was a plague, you know. It was, uh, uh, it was one of the plagues that the, the earth swallowed them, so it it opened up to those that it was a certain it was certain of them. I don't know how the number of them, but it does talk in the Old Testament with the earth opened up and swallowed the Dathan. I think it was those in the in the tribe of Dathan, but mm -hmm. they did something. I think they mingled with. Uh, Remember that they made the 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 bull to be worshipped. Yeah. The cow to be worshipped. So that's idolatry. Yeah. Which is it is something that the people has done over the years. Mm -hmm. That is an abomination to God. Sin. Yeah. And and like the Lord said, we need to be repenting. Yeah. So the blood will be cleansing us, be on our lives. Because that's what the enemy, that would, that would stop the enemy. The blood would stop the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, it was. Thank you, God. That was a clear sign out there. That was a that was a big plague, you know. God was very angry with, with that tribe um, from what they did, you know. He just, 
that earth just, just follow them up right there, you know. And, the, and remember the the book of the Pilgrim Progress, mm -hmm. like in the cartoon movie that we saw. Yeah. He thought when when he awakened in heaven, mm -hmm. uh, he thought his enemy had killed him, and he awakened in heaven in that lake when he was fighting the Napoleon, mm -hmm. and he thought that he saw the blood, right? And the blood defeated Napoleon. He opened his eyes in heaven and said, Lord, what about the blood? And the Lord says, that was not your blood, that was my blood. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, for that. Yeah. He was shocked. But to him was a revelation. Yeah. We overcame him by the blood, yeah. but it's the blood of Jesus. Yeah. You know? Right. His blood. And the testimony is also the testimony of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because remember, what the demon cannot say about Jesus that he came in the flesh as a man. Yeah. They cannot say it because why? That's his testimony. Yeah. And there's power in his testimony. Mm -hmm. They cannot say it. Yeah, they can. So it's all about Jesus, not about us. Never is about us, it's about him. Yeah. He overcame. He defeated them on the cross. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So it's all about him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. So Ezra 5.16, they came the same Shevazah, laid the foundation of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem, since the time even until now it has been building it, yet it is now finished. Amen. When something is finished in Jerusalem, it's because God's going to do something mighty there. Okay. Then in Ezra, which we read this in Daniel, in the first year of Cyrus the king, the same Cyrus the king made a decree, Concerning the house of God in Jerusalem, let the house be built, place where they offer sacrifice, and let the foundation there to be strongly laid. Uh, hey, therefore, three score cubits, bread, that's it. And so the king allowed this to happen. We know that the king Cyrus is, is raised after King Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? Then Job 4.19, how much less in them that dwell in the house of clay, whose foundation is dust, I crashed before the, the month. Wow. Thank you, Lord. We read some of these. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, and then Psalm 11.3, uh, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's a good question. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Repent. Yeah. <laughs> Repent. Yeah. If you see the the in the foundation is a foundation of righteousness. If you don't see that righteousness in church, in your church, in your neighborhood, yeah. in your home, in your house, what do you do? We got to take this personal because it, the question is asked for us, all of us. Yeah. If the foundation of the righteous is destroyed, what do we do? What do you do, brother? If you don't see righteousness and holiness, yeah, and and anyone that claims to be to see to be saved in the eye of God, yeah, it's turn to the Lord, you know, um, it's repentance, you know, Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen, you know, when it says, uh, you know, um, when uh, you know when you seek me and when you turn from your when we turn from our wicked ways and we seek Him and we pray and we humble ourselves, He will hear from heaven and and uh, heal, heal our land but it's, it's repentance is the key you know turning to him is repentance 
you know, going to him is repentance, you know. I, I hear people saying when they complain about the church, oh, the church is so is so worldly now and so so much sin and this and that. They say, yeah. what else can we do? And then they go on sinning with their life. They're still not justified before God, no? That's that's what the Bible calls lukewarm. You know, the Bible says it clearly in the book of Revelation. It's lukewarm. Because you can be, you know, in church. But just because you're going to church... So you follow the multitude? No, it's, you're, you know, it's, you're supposed to go to the Lord, you know. And, because, uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, many of them are just lukewarm. And that, that's what the Lord hates. You know, He hates lukewarmness. Because what does He say? He will be cold or hot, you know. Bummer. He bummer yeah. them. Wow. So I need to he he wants he wants sincere, you know, and because cause being lukewarm is just just it's dangerous. It really is very dangerous because it's it's you know the that the Lord literally hates it. He says it right there, you know, if you're lukewarm, I'm gonna spit you out of my mouth. What what's that mean? It's he hates lukewarmness in us. He hates it, and he wants us to come to him and be you know fervent, you know, for him. You know, on fire for him. Because he sees the heart, you know. He wants our hearts to be right with him. You know, he he's all about the heart, you know. God is. And and uh, he, he's all about the heart. And he, he sees that sincereness in us. Yeah, that's being on fire for him. Is our hearts, you know. Um, he also said that if we need help, he will help us. Yeah. But we need to, you know, ask him for help. Why didn't, yeah. you know, they ask for help? Because some people are struggling with their spiritual life. Mm -hmm. But are they asking Jesus for help? Are they going to him and praying and say, Lord, I need your help. Help me, Lord. I am willing to fast and do whatever you want me to do for you to help me to make it through this. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants to hear. Yeah. You yeah. know, that you asking him for help. That you, you, you're not trying to do it on your own. Right. Because, you know, we, we it's, it's like in the human... It's like a, if it, it's encrypted in our desire to try to do things on our own, which yeah. is right. It is. It's it, right. It, it is. It, you know? Um, he wants us to depend on Him. Yeah. Ask Him and pray and cry out to Him. If you have to throw yourself on the floor and cry out to the Lord for help, do yeah. it. You know? Uh, don't wait until someone has to say, hey, pray. Hey, are you reading the Bible? Yeah. Are you committing your life to the Lord? Are you sincerely repenting? Don't wait for that. Just do it. Yeah. Do it. Get get in it with the Lord sincerely. Ask Him for help and, and commit your life to Him. Cry out to Him. Because every, everyone will give an account for themselves. Yeah. And that day, He's going to ask you individually, what do you do with what I gave you? What do you do with your spiritual life? They say the person gets the bicycle and end up in hell. Now, it's going to get complicated for the vaccinated, you know, because three days of darkness are coming and so many people are vaccinated. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, people need to have someone committed to praying for them. Not everyone is committed to praying for them in seven years because that's what it requires. I said, Lord, show me for that sister. Pray for her sister. Seven years. But how many people are going to do that? How many people are going to say, you know what, I'm going to pray for this person yeah. seven years. I'm going to come in. Not many people. Not many, yeah. 
So it's, it's a lot of, there's a lot of things to consider in what's happening now because many life are at risk of eternal damnation because I heard them saying in hell, how are we going to get out of here? They want to get out already, but in, in reality, they still got seven more years to go. As long as we're still here waiting on the Lord, and months are going by, days are going by, and they're down there because they got vaccinated in 2020, 2021, they got to wait seven more years. No matter how long that wait is, and then seven more years, it, it, it's just the way it is, and they're desperate already. They want to get out. They're, I saw them then to me, it seems that they're losing hope already. Demons are harassing them every day. They come to to them every day to harass them yeah. and ask them to worship Satan and they say no and they make their life difficult. Mm. But it's something that they got themselves into by not seeking direction from God. What were we talking about early? Churches, pastors used to tell people, pray before you get married for God to lead you to a, a godly woman or a godly man. Pray before you purchase a house to make sure that's how God wants you to have. Pray before you purchase a car to make sure God gives you the right car that is not going to be breaking down in you. Yeah. You know? Pray before you, you travel so you, God will protect you on your travel and you have a safe flight. Your plane is not going to, you know, fall, drop down, break. You know, like they have so many planes break down. So they, they, they told people to pray for all these things. But I come, they didn't, no one told anyone to pray before they would take the vaccine. Why? Because they trusted on the government. They trusted on the doctor, man. They trusted on the pharmacy, man. Okay? They trusted on the medication of men yeah. instead of trusting on the Lord. Okay? My brother and sister. Okay? They trusted on men. Cursed is the man who trusted in men. Okay? And now in hell, they want to get out. They don't want to be there no more. It's too hard. They got no water. They got no bathroom. They got no food. They got no light. They cannot do laundry. Everything is difficult, my brother and sister, for them now. They had it all. Some of them live in Hollywood. Well, many of them live in Hollywood. They had a lot of millions of dollars in their bank account. They could order pizza anytime. Cuisine, anything they wanted anytime. Now, it's all in just in their memory. They cannot get good food anymore. Or no food at all. My brother and sister. Okay? Because they didn't trust it in the Lord. Curse is the man who doesn't trust in... And, and the trusted in man. But then blesses the man who trusts in the Lord. God wants us to trust in Him. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. They thought that what they knew was good enough. It's not what we know that good is now. It's that only Jesus is good enough for us. Only Him, only the Lord. His wisdom is Him. Wisdom is Jesus. When, I, when he showed me that in heaven, that wisdom is him, it blew my mind. I had an idea that wisdom was Jesus, but when I saw the Lord as wisdom, he was wisdom. And he was speaking to me. 
Thank you, Lord, for that, my brother and sister. Every word that proceeded out of his mouth is life, and is life for us, and it gives us life, and it will lead us to life, and it will keep us in life, and it will preserve us from death, my brother and sister. Trust in the Lord only. Now at this time that we, he has brought us through, why are our people consecrating their life to him? Spending time in prayer with him, my brother and sister. It's very important that we listen to the Lord. Happens to me the other nine. It was 2.30 in the morning. I was tired. I wanted to go to sleep. The Lord's strength was still there. I should have stayed in prayer. Then I got attacked later on. So to me, the attack was unnecessary because I had not received an attack like that in years. But why did I receive an attack? Because the Lord wanted me to stay in prayer. The Lord knew what the enemy was planning. And great is he that is another, he that is in the world. Amen. And I repented back to the Lord, and the Lord says to me this morning, when this happens to you, what do you do? You went and repent. You went into repentance. I forgiven you. I cleanse you. Okay? That's what I want them to do. You sincerely repent. That's what I want them to do also. He says to me, He wants us to repent. He knows that we may fail Him. Okay? He knows that Every day bring his own trouble, his own temptation. He doesn't want us, hallelujah, to, to fall into it. If we listen to him, we won't fall. The Bible says that he can keep us from falling. He can keep us from sinning. Why cannot we not experience that every day? Because there's a lot of pride in us. And if we humble ourselves every day, what did people find out? The Lord revealed to me that if we repent prior and unbelief every day, we will sin less. What did that happen to a lot of people who started doing it? They began to sin less. Brother Elby, what a blessing. I'm not sinning like I used to sin anymore. I used to be sinning all the time, some brothers used to say. Not anymore after I've been repenting prior and unbelief. If you repent prior, if you spend time repenting prior and unbelief, you're going to find yourself not sinning. And that's what the Lord wants from each one of us. But if we don't do it, there's a consequence for disobedience, my brother and sister. So it's important that we understand that pride will always lead us to sinning. I said, Lord, show me about Adam and Eve in the garden. When they sin, they blame each other. Adam blamed God, Eve blamed the serpent. They all blame one another. And God kicked them out of the garden. But if Adam and Eve would have said, Father, I'm sorry. I have a sin against you in heaven. Please forgive me. Please forgive our trespasses. Right there in this event was Jesus. Right there was Messiah. The blood of the Lamb that was crucified before the foundation of the world, before he made Adam, would have cleansed Adam right there. And I'm sure Father would have said, I forgive you, my son. I forgive you, my daughter. Just stay in the garden. Don't come out of the garden. You're protected here. 
and things would have been different. But the Lord confirmed to me that they, they refused to repent. They did, not, they did not repent. And the moment they sinned, they justified themselves. And that's why they were kicked out of the garden. And they experienced hell in a way. Now, David was taken to hell, and we were meditating. When was David taken to hell? Because David said, he will not leave my soul in hell. I, I want to show to you something about David in that verse. Because it impacted me this week. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to show something to you about David. Hallelujah. He says in Psalm 16:10, For thou, for you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy Holy One to seek corruption. Who was David praying for? Here. David was praying for his own soul. Can the people that are bastinated pray for their own soul? Yes, they can. The soul are in hell. And they should pray like David. Now let's talk about David and his soul going to hell. David, my brother and sister, David, order, what was his name, the one he killed? Thank you, Lord. Uh, was it Urias? Urias, right? Yeah, Urias. Yeah, Urias. Yeah. David sent Urias to be killed. Okay, well, he, he told him to go in front of the, the force mm -hmm. and, and the army and to fight the enemy, which would put him in the risk of being killed first. Yeah. Okay? So he sent Uriah to being killed. Uriah was killed. Under the law, he thought, well, I can get married. So he went to, and, and took, he already committed adultery. He's as long as he was planning to kill Uriah, he was in sin. It took a while, he got the main kill. He was still in sin. He got the woman pregnant, which it takes nine months. She still had not the baby. So there was time there, I don't know how many years, two or three years, before God sent the prophet Nathan. During that time, David said that his soul was in hell. My brother and sister. But David, look at the question, if he was still alive. We're speaking life, we're alive and life and alive by the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. David's soul went to hell during that time because David did not repent. David did not repent. Okay? And it's the unrepentant soul that gets taken to hell. Was it the Bible said they went to hell? They did not repent. Because if they would have been in sincere repenting, God would have revealed to them. Why did God, I'll give you an example. Why did God, to a young lady testimony that I heard on YouTube, she was going to take the Bicene. But she was doing sincere repenting. In her. She had received Jesus. Just received the Lord. Never heard the voice of God in her life. She's about 15 years old. She was having to take the vaccine. And she heard the, the, the voice of Father say, My daughter, 
Do not take that by sin or, with a, or they will separate you from me. And cryingly she turned around, she turned back to her house to spend time with God. Fifteen years of age, never heard the voice of God. After, we see, after she received Jesus after her service, someone led her to the Lord. She was in her house doing sincere repenting. She knew she needed, she needed to be seeking God in her house and reading her Bible. And that's exactly what she was doing. Sincere repenting before God. She heard the voice of God. Can God down that with, with anybody? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. It's a sincere repenting that will lead you to hear God, to have a relationship with God. Instead of you wasting time on television, on your cell phone, with friends, unbelievable, fascinated one, spend it with God. This young lady, 15 years of age, was in her room in prayer and reading her Bible. My brother and sister, and heard the voice of God. Telling her not to take the bicycle, they will separate her from him. And she listened to God. She turned around crying, thanking God, grateful. My brother, my sister. Many other people would have heard God's voice because many other people did hear God's voice not to take the bicycle. When I began to preach about the bicycle in 2020 and 2021, how many people contacted me that God spoke to them not to take it? They did. Why? Because our God is a merciful God. And it's not His will that people will perish. He wants to save people. My brother and sister. But He's looking for that sincere repentance from each one of us. That's what He's looking for. Forget about that you're making a mistake, that you did that in the past, that 10 years ago you did that, and woo, how could you? Now be in time repenting with God. We all made our mistakes. What, what do you think? We were all saying in high school? That we went through high school praising God? No, in high school we were dating people. We were dating girls as boys. We made our mistakes. Okay? But we have repented. God has forgiven us. And we have turned away from our wicked ways. And now we cry out to Him for mercy. And His mercy is sufficient for all of us. Okay? We made our mistake. We dated different people. We did things we were not supposed to. But His grace and mercy, one thing the Lord showed me in heaven not long ago that I share. I made it, I met it, I was invited to the service, I remember, in Lawrence, Massachusetts one time. The testimony was a testimony of this woman who was a prostitute for over 40 years. When this woman began to testify, she was a leader of other prostitutes, younger woman that came to her. She had a home for them and took care of these women. But he was, they was, she was sending them out to those that requested their service, judges, lawyers, Politician. If you got your trust on politician, they're dirty as anyone can. Lawyers, judges. She said that when her, one of her girls will get in trouble with the law and will get an arrest, she will go and represent her before the judge. When the judge will see her, 
they knew who she was because they had they had uh, used her service before. So they 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 will let the, the girl walk away with a pat on the back. Oh, you may go home because they knew the judge knew what they were doing. The lawyer knew. They knew. Corruption is everywhere, at every level, in any position. People trusting in politicians. Oh, this is my man. No, this is my woman. Trust in the Lord only. This woman, the way she spoke about the lawyer, the judges, and other people that has that used to call for her service for her girls. People of the community trust. People of the community think that so holy and so righteous are so corrupted behind closed doors. Dirty, merry men, merry women, my brother and sister. And the mercy of the Lord is that she given her life to Jesus and a holy, powerful man that God got using to set her free. And she died and now she's in heaven. The Lord Jesus heard another prostitute the God lead me to, to minister to her on earth. Both die. They were both in heaven in the glorified body, young body, beautiful body, with beautiful dresses, next to Jesus. Jesus wanted to show me what his grace is able to do for anyone. What he's able to do, because he went to the cross for each and one of us. When I saw this woman, I cannot hope to think who she was, but rejoicing for who she is now, a saint of the Lord, a holy righteous saint in heaven, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. It's not about your past. It's about the future that God has for you through Christ. He will receive us in a doctor's son, in a doctor daughter. He will receive you back to himself. If you repent sincerely and commit your life to him, he will keep you. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Please understand. Let me keep, keep giving the link in case for those that are. Understand that the Lord is merciful and that his mercy endure forever. But you don't need to fear. You don't need to be afraid. Thank you. Thank you, sister. For those that are, that are, I know there are people on YouTube also that might be looking for the link of the pro and say, Brother, Brother Elvie, today, I'm here, I'm here. Hallelujah. They can go ahead and follow the link. Thank you, Jesus. Sincere repenting. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for those that are moving the link, that are promoting the link. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Sincere repenting is what the Lord wants. From each and one of us. And the last day before the trumpet sound. The trumpet, the last trumpet is going to sound. We're going to get some judgment, three days of darkness. Restoration of the dead and the trumpet will sound. After the revival. God promised a revival. God's going to bring his revival. God's going to remain always faithful to his promise. My brother and sister. Faithful is him that's set up on the throne. We can always trust him. Hallelujah. Seeing these young ladies in heaven and their glorified bodies are being great prostitutes on the earth, judged by the community, by the people. People that will, when they see them will look the other way, ignore them, reject them. The Lord has not ignored them or reject them. 
He received them when they repent sincerely and changed their lives to make of whom they are today. My brother and sister, no more rejected by the community, no more rejected by people. He loves us. He went to the cross for us. You think that what he suffered on the cross was a gain? No. We're for the salvation of the world. Salvation of human beings who were on their way to hell. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God loves us. David said in Psalm 18:7, The earth shook and trembled. The foundation also of the hill moved and were shaken. Because he was rough. He's angry. He is angry. Everything that we see shaking, the major earthquakes that are coming, my brother and sister, major earthquakes that are coming, are coming because he's angry. Especially in this nation. He's angry. He is angry. And the earth is going to shake violently because of his anger. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 18:15. Then the channel of water was seen. The foundation of the world will uncover at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostril. David said, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. His foundation is the holy mountain. There you go. That's his foundation. Hallelujah. Psalm 102.25 Of old hast thou laid the foundation. Earth, of the earth and the heaven of the work of thy hand thank you Lord who laid the foundation of the earth that I should never be removed thank you Lord thank you Jesus go ahead brother read here yeah Psalm 137 uh, remember O Lord the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem's fall who said raise it raise it even the foundation thereof amen thank you Lord Go ahead. Uh, Proverbs 8.29 uh, says, When he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth. Amen. And uh, Proverbs 10.25, As the whirlwind passeth, so is the wicked no more, but the righteous is, is as an everlasting foundation. Wow. The righteous is as an everlasting foundation. That's how he has established us in him. Because we're establishing Christ as an everlasting foundation. Thank you, Lord. That's what he's doing in our life. That's what he's establishing us for. When I was looking at Jesus and looking at the two women next to him, hallelujah, looking at, looking at him is seeing mercy, is seeing grace, seeing his love right there standing before you. And what he's able to do, what he's capable to do, what he wants to do, what heaven is about, what is he about? Love and mercy. That's what he's about, love and mercy, his grace. Seeing him and seeing them, show me his grace. Shows me his mercy. Show me what he's willing to do for anyone who repent and come to him. My brother and sister. Oh, what an awesome God we serve. What a good God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead, like 724, 18. It says, uh, 
and it shall come to and it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit, and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the in the snare, for the for the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. And the windows of my eyes are open, and they're gonna be open, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. And in Isaiah, hallelujah, 28:16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation stone, tri stone, precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that shall, the believer should not be made haste. Amen. Another one said that it will not be ashamed. Him that believeth in him should not be ashamed. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 40, 21, but ye know, uh, ye not know, have ye not heard, had it not been told from the beginning, uh, hallelujah, has ye not understood from the foundation of the earth? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, that say of Cyrus, he is my shepherd, shall perform all my pleasure. Even to Jerusalem, thou shalt be built to the temple, and thy foundation shall be laid. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 48, 13, My hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth. In my right hand hath spanned the heaven. And when I call unto them, they stand up together. Wow. And God calls them when he wants to. The Bible says they stand together. God established things. And he have established everything in Christ. My brother and sister. And they're going to stand together. Because we're in the last days. Before the return of Christ. You know, even 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 tonight, I believe this has been God's hand to put this program through a speaker. So people can hear it more clear. You know. I know Black Talk has been having problems. But it's all, it's all with a purpose. Nothing happened by coincidence, because now people are able to hear tonight much clearer, like if we're there so close, the speakers is a lot clearer, my brother and sister. And this may be something that once in a while, we've done it in the past, we'll probably do it again. You know, if we're having problem with Black Talk, we'll, we'll go ahead and put, put the program to a speaker, and, and, and just, hallelujah, put in the link in the chat room here. And, and stay in, in communication. Everything is happening so quickly. It just things are passing so quickly. My brother and sister. Amen. I see a fifty one thirteen. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. And uh and forgettest the Lord thy maker, who hath stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth, and has fear continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, as if as if he were ready to destroy, and and where is the fury of the oppressor? Amen. And and so you notice that these fallen ones are oppressing people, whether evil, whether evil. But even God says, where is the fear of the oppression? Okay, where is it? We we, you know, they can only do what God allows them to do. And so far, God has allowed them to this point. He will allow three days of darkness. But after that, it's the end of that. 
they, they, my brother and sister, they're going to be bound. I truly believe that. I know they're going to be here for the Great Tribulation seven more years. But at the end of that is their end. Seven more years, that will be it. They will be bound again. And after they're bound, they're going to be bound for the great white throne judgment. And Paul says to the church that you will judge angels. In that white throne, some of us will be there. And they're going to bring these angels bound and chained before us and say, go ahead, judge them. We're going to judge them with the Lord. Everything evil they have done will be proven unto them, shown unto them. And we'll be right there as witnesses of the Lord. The Lord is the judge. And since Paul said we will judge angels, we're going to stand by the Lord. Whatever judgment he decreed, we will say amen. Because of the evil and wickedness they're doing. The, the death they're causing, or they will cause through in the three days of darkness, will be enough for them to be in judge. My brother and sisters, since we were not in the generations of Lot and Noah, we are in this generation. And in this generation, they're going to kill many people for three days, three nights. But we're going to be witnesses of what they're doing. The bride of Christ who makes it through the three days of darkness, as the Lord said, ye are my witnesses. We'll be witnesses against these evil ones that will be going about killing and destroying my brother and sister. They're not going to get away with anything. No one gets away with anything with God, with Almighty God. No one gets away with anything. Not in hell, not on earth, not anywhere. Everything is accounted for. And he's going to call them into an account on the day of judgment. My brother and sister, it is coming and it is approaching quickly. Isaiah 51, 16, I have put my word in thy mouth. I have covered thee with the shadow of my hand, I may, that I may plant the heaven and lay the foundation of the earth, and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. Amen. I remember when I was taken to that eternal city of God called Zion, holy and righteous place, I tell you. In the oldest city of God, Zion, and the people I saw there are believers, brothers and sisters. And God says, Thou are my people. I walked in that city called Zion. It is holy. The same, the city of Enoch, the city of the Patriarch. It is a holy city, let me tell you. And it's a prophetic city because from there I could see prophecy coming to pass. I see people that are here now that were there. It's like a revelation of what that they will be there, and that all in the city called Zion, the city of God, my brother and sister. Some people say that Zion and Jerusalem are the same. I don't think they're the same. If they are, I did not notice. Okay. If they are, I did not notice. But it's the eternal city of God, Zion. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 51:11. All thou art afflicted, toast with the tempest, and not comforted. Behold, I will lay the stone with a fair color and lay the foundation with sapphire. Wow. That's how God is going to lay Zion, my brother and sister. It's going to be beautiful. 
it's gonna uh, it's gonna be a city that's the foundation of a sapphire. Can you imagine that? Thank you, Lord. A city that the foundation is sapphire. Well, that's a city of Zion. My brother and sister. And we're invited to take part in all this. To be partaker of what God has in plan and in store for each and one of His children who believe Him, who trust Him, who are seeking Him, who are committing their life to Him. My brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're grateful for His love. We are grateful for His mercy. Go ahead, brother. Isaiah 58, 12. Yeah. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of paths to dwell in. Thank you, Lord. The restorer of the breach. Amen. Many lives that are broken, if they listen and repent tonight and give the light to Jesus and commit the life to Him to sincere repenting, they're going to experience God in a special way. God is willing to receive you as a child, His child, if you sincerely repent. He's willing to restore you. Whatever is broken, He'll restore it. He'll make it new again. He said in His Word, I make all things new. He'll make your life new. He'll, he'll make your mind, your heart, your emotion new. If you submit to Him, to His will. He's willing. He wants to. It's up to you to do so. Hallelujah. If you sincerely repent, Jesus said He wants sincere repenting, He says to me this morning. Tell Him, I want sincere repenting. Tell him to sincerely repent, he says. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him for me, he says. Tell him. Well, I'm telling you exactly what he said to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's what the Lord wants. He gets what he wants. He created all things, right? Created all of us. How can anyone say no? How can anyone refuse him? When he had created us in love and mercy, and he had so much mercy with us, my brother and sister, look at the people in hell that cannot get out. Look at some state, 98, 99% have gone down there. I saw them when the demon was taking them down. A demon in the right hand, a demon in the left hand. They had no choice but to go with the demon. The demon were carrying them. If they didn't want to walk, the demon will carry in them. Because the demons are strong enough. Taking them straight to hell. My brother and sister. They may not like it. They are no more pizza. But that's the choice they made. You know? My brother and sister. It's not that I'm a pizza lover, because I said pizza before. But it's something that people, this country is known for ordering a lot of pizza. Fast food. You know, Jeremiah 31, 37, Thus saith the Lord, A heaven above can be measured, and the foundation of the earth search out beneath. I will also cast off all the seed of Israel, for all they have done, for all that they have done, saith the Lord. For all that they have done, I will cast them out. 
You know how much God loves Israel, my brother and sister? But look how God referred to Israel and disobedient. Disobedient is never welcome with God. Never. Never welcome with God. It's never welcome with Him. It's not acceptable. It's not something that God takes lightly. Disobedient God doesn't take it lightly. Thus says the Lord of heaven above, if the heaven can be measured, and the foundation of the earth can be searched out of beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord, in Jeremiah 31, 37. God kept saying Jeremiah day after day to tell these people to repent. You think that God wanted to send them to Egypt to be enslaved, beaten, and abused? No. That's why he said Jeremiah every day, go tell these people to repent. They thought because they were chosen, elected, selected by God. A nation chosen out of God, by God out of all the nations, that they can do whatever they feel like it. Then they find out that the king of Bukhanesah came and took them to slave. And a lot of them were killed. The more precious of them were killed. It was so, so painful, so difficult for them. Their king eye was put out. Their king children were killed. Bible insisted. Out of, out of the house of the, of, of, the, of the king, only Daniel and the other three Jewish men were preserved. Out of those that were faithful unto God, everybody here was put through the sword. And then the rest of the people that were men were made to worship the idol of King Nebuchadnezzar which hurt them in the spirit of life. Every time you bow to an idol, it will make you like the idol blind. Every time you, you bow to an idol, you become deaf like the idol. Why do so many people don't hear God? It might be generation the curse of idol worshiping in the generation line. It might be that sin. Because I remember when, the, when, when I started seeking out the Lord in regard to hearing the Lord and seeing the Lord. And the Lord led me that there was, in my generational life, there was idolatry. Many have worshipped idols. And even sacrificed a demon. When I began to repent those things and ask the Lord to remove them from my heart and my life, I began to hear the Lord. And I, say, I kept committing myself again to see the Lord. But it was almost impossible. At one time, the Lord, when the Lord began to speak to me, I can hear the voice of the Lord from far. Because the idol I had in my heart, in my life, through my generational line, my brother and sister. These things, God said, He visited the iniquity of the parents and their children unto the first, second, third, fourth generation. Baba, I did not hate him. So there is a punishment, a consequence that idolatry brings in our own life over the children that cannot hear God or see God, that need to be repented, need to be confessed. Say, Lord, I'm so sorry for my generational line, my ancestral line through my mother and my father's side from first, second, third, four generations of idol worshiping, idolatry, Catholic idolatry. Demon worshiping, demon lie believing, 
I repent of those sins, those trespasses against God and against heaven that my generational life have committed. I truly repent of these sins, Lord. And I commit in fasting that I will be set free from this through the blood of Jesus, what the Lord did uncover, Lord, for I can be set free. The Bible says, who the Son set free, is free indeed. And I began to serve the Lord in fasting and prayer. And He removed all this stuff from my heart and my life. That my generational line committed on so my father's side my mother's side. That generational line, their ancestral line. I wanted to be cleansed. I wanted to come close to the Lord. I wanted to hear the Lord. I wanted to see the Lord. But with all these things that Satan accuses you of, because the devil is the one saying, look, Tony, his grandfather was Catholic, and he used to pray to idols. And they were accused him for that. And that will hinder my brother Tony's work with God in his life. And we're hearing God and seeing God. And then he said, why God don't you speak to me? Why don't I hear you? Because of what his grandparents did back in El Salvador. They were Catholics. I had a worshiper. And God said that the iniquity of the other parents will be visited over the children. Even if his grand-grandparents were idol worshiper. That's a four generation. It still goes on Tony. The devil still accused Tony. It will still comes against Tony because of that. So he needs to confess that. He needs to tell the Lord God, I'm sorry for my grand grandparents and my grandparents and my parents. And I take responsibility for those sins that they did. I'm sorry, God. Please forgive me and cleanse me of that. You see? This is how you deal with it. This is how you break it in Jesus' name. Then you've got to take it in fasting for the Lord to cleanse you. And you're going to waste some life for that. You know, I have to. Because they sin against God and against heaven. And it affects our spiritual life. It keeps us blind and, and deaf before God. And if we want to hear God, if we want to see God, this is, this is how we approach it. Taking responsibility for the sins. If they worship demons, that's, a no, that's an, another one, high sin, big sin, that needs to be repented. That comes over the children, children. My brother and sister, many people have done this, have seen what I'm talking about. Some other people are saying, are you sure about that? Yes, I'm sure. It's in Exodus 20, read it. Exodus 20, read it. Go out of Exodus 20 and read it. He will visit the iniquity over the children, children, until first, second, fourth, third, fourth generation. It happens, and it happens every day all over the world. And people wonder why, God, why did you punish me for what they did? Because we're responsible for our sin. And that generation line to the fourth generation. They can be repentance, and it's so simple. It is so simple. It seems so complicated. Some people make it complicated, but it's simple. God says he will, and all you have to do is repent and say, God, I'm sorry for what they did. I'm sorry for the sin they committed. I'm sorry for demon worshiping they committed. Sacrificing to the devil they committed. Worshiping to idols that they committed. Idolatry. You know that if they did idolatry, there's, there's a bunch of sin that goes with idolatry. Because idols are usually come from fallen angel, demon. So they come to be fallen angels. They come to be uh, worshiping fallen angels, worshiping demons, sacrificing to demons. Lord, I repent of all these sins, sacrificing to demons, demon worshiping, the curse that comes for demons to worshiping. 
Lord, my generation, my ancestors, my back to, hello to to first, second, third, fourth generation. I'm so sorry, Jesus. Anything, anything that has to do with what they did, what they practiced, I repent in Jesus' name. Back to the four generations, and you begin to confess these things, and you can begin to 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 break that in Jesus' name through the cross of Jesus, and you begin to fast and pray, and you say, God, send me free of these things. Break this change over my life and my generation life. And you're going to see what's going to happen in your life, in their lives. And you're going to come closer to the Lord. You're going to begin to see the hand of the Lord. Thank you, God. Jeremiah 50, 15, go ahead, Yeah. Uh, shout against her roundabout. She had given her hand, her foundations are fallen, her walls are thrown down, for it is the vengeance of the Lord. Take vengeance upon her as she hath done, do unto her. Wow. 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 Okay. Who is her? Babylon. Babylon, the Bible says Babylon the Great. She had done all this wicked. Okay. And the Lord said, take vengeance upon her. He's ordering his army to take vengeance upon her, my brother and sister. And Babylon has contaminated us with her sorcery, her black magic. Everything she practiced, okay, my brother and sister, everything she, she practiced, she had contaminated us. But what did God say about her, or to us about her? said, after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted by his glory. He cried with a mighty strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is falling. It's falling. It's become the habitations of devil, the hot ivy for spirit, the cage ivy and clean and hay for birth. For the nation, hallelujah, has been drunken, of the wine of her fornication, and the king of the earth have committed fornication. We're heard, and the merchants of the earth have was rich through the abundance of her endangered pleasure. I heard a voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partaker on her sin, and that ye receive not of her plague. God don't want us to take part in anyone's sin, especially the Babylonian system. If you are with people that are vaccinated, you need to keep yourself for the Lord and be careful. Because God doesn't want us to take... Once a person goes get vaccinated, the person has chosen the Babylonian system. Sadly to say. Sadly to say. That's the choice that they have made. And there's a consequence when people do that. But what did God say to those that are not vaccinated, that decided to obey God? That God called His people. Come out of her, my people. Okay? And I know you will have a tons of questions. Brother Ovi, but if we, we live among these people, how can we come out of them? God is still calling us to come out of from among them. Come out, my people, that ye will not be particular on her sin. Okay? Now listen to this. When the great tribulation begins, the Antichrist is going to go out with his army. In order them to vaccinate people against their own will. I know a lot of people say, Brother, but if he vaccinates people against their own will, 
Will that still be valid? Vaccination is vaccination. It changes people's DNA. That's all I know. And Father said whoever is vaccinated will not be part of his kingdom. Okay? Now, yes, the mercy of the Lord will still be available. For sure, always. The mercy endure forever. Now, my brother and how do you come out is by you keeping yourself for the Lord. You know, whatever sinful things they practice, you don't practice with them. That's how you come out. You, you separate yourself from the Lord. That's what holiness is. But without it, no one will see the Lord. So the question that you may have has to be for the Lord. Lord, how do I do this? And the Lord will show you. Lord, how if I'm in this place, Lord, how can I keep myself from these people? The Lord will show you. Okay? When someone says, but the Lord doesn't talk to me, okay? My question is, have you ever had a dream? And you say, yeah, I, ha I had a dream in the past. The Lord can speak to you through a dream. This is one of the ways the Lord said he will speak to people in the last day, to dreams and visions. Ask the Lord to give you a dream where he will speak to you. The Lord will also speak to you through his word, his Bible, and his word. Pastor John used to pray before he opened the Bible that when he would open the Bible, God would leave him to, to a verse that he would speak to him to his life for that day. And God always did. Okay? You don't need to have a prophet saying, Thou saith the Lord to you. You need it to the Lord. You need to seek the Lord one on one and say, Lord, how can I keep myself for you in this place? And the Lord will, will, will show you. Daniel was in the middle a sinful man, drunken man, meat-eater man all day long. Okay? Steak, pigs, and whatever was their daily desire. And Daniel wanted to know, how did he keep himself from these pig-eating men? And God led Daniel not to eat meat. Be vegetable, but not meat. And told the men that was with him. And my brother and sister, God gave Daniel the victory among this heathen. That all they did was eat meat all day long. KFC all day long, my brother and sister. Kentucky Fried Chicken all day long, that's all they ate. And Daniel was able to keep himself from them, my brother and sister, and not eat meat. It was the attitude that they have. But the attitude to Daniel was to please the Lord. Because you got to ask the Lord, Lord, how can I keep myself from these people that are doing these sinful things all day long? And I don't say eating me is sinful, but Daniel understood as a priest that God did not want the priest to be eating me all day long because of health issue and all that. Eating me all day long will give you a lot of health issue. You will have a lot of health issue. Mapolis system. So please understand. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah fifty one twenty six and they shall not take from thee a stone for a corner, nor a stone for the foundation, but thou should be desolated forever, saith the Lord. And let me tell you, they went through a lot. Lamentation four eleven. The Lord have accomplished his fury. He hath put out his fear anger. And had kindled a fire in Zion, 
and they have devoured the foundation thereof. When these people saw what God did to Zion, to Israel in their time, my brother and sister, it was for them to cry, pull down their heart. It was painful for them. Such a beautiful temple, such a beautiful city that King Zedekiah had. And because of their disobedience and their forsaking God, that beautiful city ended up being burned down. It should have never been burned down. It should have never been destroyed. But that's what sin and disobedience lead to, to destruction. My brother and sister, destruction went to them because they refused to seek the Lord and trust the Lord. Not the word of God that anyone will perish. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ezekiel 13, 14. Go ahead, brother. Says, uh, <clears throat> so will I break down the wall that you have uh, dubbed with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be uncovered and it, and it shall fall and ye shall be consumed in the, in the midst thereof and ye shall know that I am the Lord. And Ezekiel prophesied the, the timing when he was there and also what was to come. My brother and sister, untempered mortar will bring down the ground so the foundation thereof shall be uncovered. Okay, so much destruction is coming. My brother, having prophesied by God's prophet, thank you, Lord. The time we have left is just to seek the Lord and commit our life to Him. God help us. We know we know it can be difficult at times, but the Lord is the only one that can make it easier for us. Jesus is the only one that can help help us walk the walk. My brother and sister, there's no other way. Do not trust in man. But put all your trust in Jesus. We'll come to the end of the program. Thank you for all those that have joined us tonight. Thank you for following us at the speaker. We will definitely, hallelujah, we're looking forward uh, to join again on Tuesday night. God willing, we may do this. If they have not fixed the problem, I will probably message the technician, see if they can fix the problem. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. But we thank the Lord for this opportunity. I believe God has spoken to us so clear tonight. It's been a blessing to our life to hear the, the 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 word of the Lord. It always blesses us. Thank you to my brother Tony. Thank you to each and one of you who has joined us tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We'll keep you in, in prayer, brother uh, Joseph. Please do sincere repenting before the Lord. Make sure you commit to the Lord. The three days of darkness are so close. There's no time to be in waste. There's only time to be in repenting and to be seeking the Lord. Thank you for all of those that have been keeping us in your prayer and your support. Thank you. We're still supporting the poor in Israel. We'll definitely continue to do that. I encourage everyone to continue to support us. We'll continue to support them before the trumpet sound. That we will have our reward in heaven and in the millennium. We'll be able to enjoy the reward that, that of what we have done for the kingdom of God. Remember, every every dollar is a hundred times full that we will get from God. And God is faithful to make sure he'll give us what he promised us. My brother and sister, let's continue to labor in the Lord. Because, hallelujah, the one that called us to labor for him is faithful.
and he will reward us, my brother and sister, according to his promise. So shalom, shalom to each and one of you, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Where do I play the music here? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't I don't think we even have music here to play. No, we, we don't. Um, thank you, Lord. Let's see if I can. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Get some um, worship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. God is good. And God is merciful. Hallelujah. And we thank Him. Let me see if um, I can get um, some worship to Hallelujah be play. Let me see. Thank you. Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. The Master's Voice is available on various audio and video platforms. On audio, I am with SoundCloud and Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Please be sure to check it out because it's a very efficient way to move faster through these prophecies, especially if you're a new person, you want to catch up to speed, I have said that I won't always be able to go back and recap unless the Lord specifically leads me to do so. So if you're trying to catch up to where these prophecies are, they are now over 400 prophecies in video. You can find them on the alternate video platforms like BitChute, Rumble, and Brighteon. That's because there are certain types of prophecies such as prophecies of future diseases that are coming to the world, future diseases that are coming specifically to America, as well as about 25 prophecies con concerning COVID-19 and the 2020 period that we only just came out of that can no longer be hosted here. So you can visit the alternate platforms, and when you get there, you look for what is called the medical playlist. Everything else that you want to know about the Master's Voice Prophecy blog can be found in the description box below. I am led by the Lord today to look at the issue of human trafficking. And in this particular dream, this is one of only two dreams like it in that they share commonality with a coming technology that many people are familiar with. It's the topic of major conversation, especially in Christian circles. And the name of this prophecy is RFID. RFID. And this prophecy is over a year old. I received this dream on June the 21st, 2022. It's a prophecy 
that is talking about kidnapping, it is talking about the integration of technology, it is talking about human trafficking, it is talking about spying, complicit behavior by the authorities that most people trust in the United States, and also the forcible tracking and chipping of humans. There are also other themes in this prophecy that I will deal with at the end of the message. And so, the main themes are kidnapping, human trafficking, spying, complicit behavior by the authorities, and forcible tracking and chipping of humans. And this was an early morning dream that was so vivid and so real that I thought it had actually happened to me. So I've shared that in many, many instances, God will use me as the example in the dream to show something that is going to happen in the future, something that is going to happen to people, and he's using me to show me what this thing is and how this thing is going to be. So I dreamt about the RFID chip, and I've spoken about this chip once in April 2020. There's a prophecy on the blog um, where I saw that doctors give this chip to people now without their knowledge. I saw it being placed in teeth in when people were getting their teeth fixed. I saw that doctors put that chip in people's teeth. They put it in their hip replacement. They put it in other type of bone or joint replacements. They put it in their body sometimes when they have surgery. And as I saw in every single instance, people in America do not know that some doctors are putting this RFID chip in them without their knowledge. The second time I've seen this chip in use is this dream. So I dreamt that I had a bit of time and I used it to plan a trip home. I was very excited to see my family and I didn't tell anyone about this trip because I wanted to surprise them. So I planned my trip myself. I did everything that I was supposed to do, tickets, reservations, bookings, and everything like that. And I was now at the point of counting down the days. But on the morning that I was supposed to travel, two men came to my house, men that I've never seen before, men with so much brass and authority. They showed up at my house and they said, you are traveling with us. And I looked at them and I said, "Um, no, I'm not. I don't even know you. I'm not going anywhere with you. Who are you? But these people gave me these very grim kind of, you don't want to make trouble kind of looks. And they said, yes, you are going with us or your family is going to suffer. And when they said that, obviously, there will be a change in anyone's heart because I was now scared for my family. And so I tried to be calm and I was trying to question them as I was going about my last minute routines and putting things together. I was trying to question them and find out who are you and what do you want and and who sent you here and why should I go with you? I I was basically stalling for time because it seemed to be like two ordinary men. So they seemed like ordinary men, but the air around them gave me the impression quickly that these people were working for people higher up. They were definitely working for people with more authority than these two ordinary guys had. And their attitude is what keyed me into that because where else will you find the confidence to just come to a total stranger's house and tell them, we're traveling with you and you're going with us. I was very angry and tense, but I wanted to see my family and I didn't want my family to be hurt. So I said, please try not to get in my way. Try not to get in my way since you're not even going to tell me what this is about. And I finally locked my house and I took my luggage outside and I was about to call for a cab. I was about to call for these online rides. But there was a thinner guy and another bigger guy. So the thinner guy, I'll just call him thin guy, but then thin guy said, no, you're riding with us. And so I got in this very big black car that they had and then we all went to the airport. And the whole way I was thinking, Lord, 
can you please protect me? Why have these people come here? And why are they smiling at me in this evil, silent way? And they don't want to tell me what they're here for. Lord, please protect my family. And so we get to the airport and I'm the first person out. I jump out of this big black SUV and I go around to get my stuff. But thin guy also jumps with me and grabs my wrist. He grabs my wrist and he says, not so fast because I know your type. You, you're going to think that because we are in a public place and there's lots of people around that you can try something and you're going to try and do funny business and call attention to yourself or maybe you'll run off, but I've got a little something to keep track of you. And then without warning, this man pulled out something that I will show you in a minute. Um, he pulled out something as small as a fuse. Now, um, I don't know much about electronics, but I know that a lot, some electronics use a fuse, and a fuse is not a very big thing. So he pulled out something about this size, and it was red. It was red, and it started to blink when he, when he held it in his hand. So maybe it was flesh-activated or whatever it is. It was about this size, and it had tapered ends. So the two ends were kind of like this inverted um, bit that you see. I, I can't explain it better than that. It was, it was like this at the ends, a little pointy at the ends and he pulled that out and it was small and red and it had black writing on it that was too minuscule it was too tiny to see but i felt in my heart that this had been manufactured by a company and the writing on that red blinking thing that he had was the writing that was saying this is thing number x y j y x manufactured by so and so bioceuticals or something i felt that it was the name of the thing and the pharmaceutical company or the military company maybe that made it, he pulled it out and without warning, this man put this thing in me. So he was holding onto my hand and he was saying, I know you're going to try something. And then he said, this is my little friend to keep tabs on you. You're my little wife and I wouldn't want to lose you so early after I just got you. And my brain just had a freeze. It was completely scrambled when that man used the word wife. And I said, what? But before I could do anything, he pressed this glass against my skin and flip, it went in. So no cut, no wound. He just pressed it and it went into my flesh. And I wanted to scream with frustration seeing someone put some kind of thing into my hand. But I just yanked my hand away and he let go of it. I almost threw myself over with how hard I pulled myself away and I nearly went backwards. And then I started checking my hand to see, is, is there a cut? Is there a wound? Why don't I have pain? Why don't I have blood? And there was nothing. This little thing that he held just seemed to seamlessly go into my flesh and it was gone. And then he says to me with a big grin on his face, now as we're moving around this airport, I'm going to know exactly where you are. And if you try anything, you won't have a family to go to. Now let's go. So this is what the thing looks like. The first, if you can imagine these two being one thing, the bottom one, which is just an ampule, shows the tapered ends that I was talking about. And the top one, these are common fuses that people use in electrical fuse boxes and electronics, I guess. If you could just put those two together into one item, that's what it looks like. And so with this thing in my body, bright red and blinking, I was forced to now walk with these men and I was forced to act like I was with them. And so I went to airport processing and 
I'm standing in line, and when it's my turn, I'm thinking that I'm going to get processed through this airport according to the ticket I bought, but instead I was informed that, no, you're going to be taking a smaller plane. You're actually going on this flight. And I was rerouted, diverted to a smaller private plane that was not the flight that I paid for. And this flight attendant who was handling the check-in was ignoring everything that I was trying to signal, including my protest that this is not my, pa- my plane, this is not my ticket, not what I paid for. And this woman also seemed very familiar with these men. Please pay attention to what I am saying in this dream. That people came to my house, and the way they came to my house, I will explain it because I have seen and experienced it in 2015, a strange occurrence that I only saw once, and I was asking the Lord, what is this? How is this possible? And it involved the search engine that we all know and hate, Google. So this flight attendant was wordlessly interacting with these men. I was watching her body movement. She was not supposed to have any kind of acknowledgement of these men. These men were not presenting any tickets to this woman. It was me who was there. I am the customer. I'm the one who's flying. But I was able to pick up body language and interactions that this woman was having with these men that clearly indicated that she was familiar with them. She knew them. And she was also trying to smile at me comfortingly. And the smile and the demeanor that she had toward me was like this. Just don't struggle, honey. It will be much easier if you don't struggle and put up a fight. Just go along with them and everything will be much easier for you. And this was dumbfounding to me. Play along and it won't be as bad. And I I was horrified to realize that right here in America, this woman could see. In a nation that has coined the phrase, if you see something, say something. This woman was seeing something. She wasn't saying anything. She was telegraphing to the men that, you know, uh, we're on track and I see you. And she was telegraphing to me, don't resist because it gets harder. So I hope you are understanding and know that these airlines are complicit in some places. And we don't know which one in this human trafficking and why wouldn't they be what do we think is happening is it possible that people are just seeing a ton of children being moved around in this country on private planes and not a single stewardess is aware of what is going on not a single pilot has a question all of them are just sleeping soundly at night to see maybe two or three adults flying with 40 children in a small flight, no parents possible, and the pilot and the stewardesses and the people feeding these children and all the people watching over them on the bathroom breaks just think this is a school trip and these are the teachers. There are tons of people, thousands and thousands of people that form a network of harm in this country. They know what is going on. They are protecting it from the very top to the very bottom because the money that they make, they see it as worth their while to keep their mouth shut. And when their consciences start talking, they just drink more wine and get drunk until that voice keeps quiet and they can finally fall asleep, knowing that they've seen what they've seen. These baggage handling people for these private flights, they know, they know. What they'll do is they'll go to social media and start making blind drops. Oh, there was a very rich guy who flew one time. And he, not a single one of the girls who was with him was over the age of 14. That's their idea of he, being a hero. He, heroism and bravery. Shocking and shameful. There is a culture of complicitness and silence in this country. And that is why these horrible things flourish so much in America. Because I was obviously upset. I was upset and I was angry and visibly unhappy. 
And this thin guy was holding me. I had my backpack on for travel. He was holding me by the handle of my backpack, the way you would hold your five-year-old to stop them running out in traffic. And this woman sees a grown woman being handled by a man like that and doesn't think that anything is wrong, doesn't press the red button or the green button underneath, underneath the stewardess desk, underneath the, the flight processing desk. And so she just kept uh, uh, ignoring the whole situation while this man was trying to pretend that he was in love with his fiancée and there was so much rage on my face to telegraph that this entire situation is not okay. And the airline lady just ignored all that sign, processed us through, and then wished me a good flight with her guilty, evil face. And then we went out to the tarmac, away from the bigger planes. So where we were loading, there were no large airplanes there. We, were, we went out towards where there were smaller private planes, and there I saw a lot of other women. And every single woman had a male guide. I saw a lot of other women, every one of them had a male guide, but for some reason, a few of them, like me, had two male guides. And we got on this chartered plane, and we started flying, and we just flew to middle America. We just flew to the place where they have the tall pine trees, just endless miles of tall, tall green pine trees, fir trees. That's all you can see as you're landing, just massive stands of trees. And then all of a sudden, you're wondering where are you going to land because all you can see is trees, and then suddenly there's a private airstrip. It just appears out of nowhere. You get down low in the trees, and then you can see there's a place for these tiny planes to go, and that is where we went. And then after that, the Lord was not showing me full scenes anymore in this dream. He was pressing things upon my heart, and I was seeing little pip, pip, pip pictures, but I was not watching a full movie-type dream. And I saw what happened to me. I was forced to marry that thin man. I was forcibly married to that man. I became that man's wife, and he called me his wife, and I stayed in that place a long time. I'm not talking about I was missing for six months. I stayed in that place in this dream for years, and I had three children because of rape. That man came to the room where they kept me on this big, massive farm-type place, and there was a room where they would keep me. I could go outside, limited, but there was nowhere to go. There was nowhere to run. You run, and the coyotes were going to take care of you. You tried to run, and some mountain lion or jaguar was going to eat you. And so the place was so remote, and all that man was doing in his spare time was just sleeping with me, raping me whenever he wanted, and I got pregnant three times in the dream, and I had to wear long skirts and long dresses all the time. And every time I had a baby... This baby was given an RFID chip. So if the chip that I was given was about this, perhaps a quarter of an inch or maybe half an inch, the chip that they gave the baby was so minuscule. It was just a little tiny thing, a tiny blip of a thing. If mine was full size, the baby had a quarter of whatever it is that they put in my wrist. And when I asked, why is the thing for the baby so tiny? I was told that this is biometric tech. I was told this is biometric tech. It's living tech. It doesn't matter the size that it is when it goes into the baby because it grafts into the infant's body and it grows with them. And I was told that as my child grew, as each child grew, their biometric tech, living tech, it was called, meaning that this was a smart object. This thing that was put into the child had its own form of life. And as the baby grew, the thing would grow until they would each have a full-size tracker in their wrist. And when I woke up from this dream, it was like a bullet coming out of a gun. I literally shot 
out of this dream with so much distress, yelling, no, 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 God, why is this happening to me? And when I woke up, I started checking my wrist, and then it was a dream. And God was making me understand, this is not your life, but this is the life of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of women and hundreds of thousands of women across America and even around the world. They are being trafficked right under the noses of other people who don't want to listen to the fact that trafficking is closer to every individual than they think, and they don't want to believe that such things are going on. And I'm ashamed to say that there is a healthy crop of such deniers that darken this blog with their presence that deny that human trafficking is real, that call these prophecies that illustrate to any thinking individual in such detail, where am I going to get access to these types of things? Biologics that grow inside infants, that can be put into them without pain, and the thing becomes a part of their living organism and knows every time they have a birthday and is growing according to their growth until it is full grown inside them. What news channel is discussing this? People deny that these things are real because they want to shut the Lord up. And that will just never happen here. As long as this channel is here and as long as God is speaking to me, no person will be able to claim that they were not informed. No one is going to enjoy America anymore. As long as you come to the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, you will know what the nation is like. You will find it impossible to try and cover up or make excuses for what happens here. You will be forced to come out of Mystery Babylon or you will be forced to exit this space. Those are the only two choices. You will either have to accept the truth and know that these things are happening, and that there is group responsibility to take up these matters in serious and concerted prayer, so that God will do what God will do concerning those who do this wickedness, or you will just have to leave. In order to be able to protect your fantasy, you will not be able to keep that fantasy going here. God was telling me that this is the life of thousands and hundreds of thousands of women around the world, Millions of people being trafficked under the noses of other people who either don't want to listen or they deny that such, such things happening. Trafficking rings exist. People are made into forced wives. They're taken to some, I don't know, some secluded farm and made to dress a certain way to keep some kind of sick cult fantasy in the minds of whoever runs these farms. Breeding farms exist where you will be raped and give birth to children. And I've spoken of this before last year when I was going through all these shattering things, coming into the knowledge of them by God, dreaming this dream and dreaming that dream and having the Lord tell me this too is happening in the United States of America. Breeding farms, places where you just kidnap and group women because you need living wounds to keep churning out baby after baby after baby. And these babies do not get birth certificates. They do not go into the system. They are not monitored. Nobody ever knows if a baby is born and eaten at a ritual or not. Nobody knows if a baby is born and sold. Surrogacy is just a neat face to this process that people don't know about. Chipped babies. Babies that are outside of the system. Outside of protection. They're just born like chattel. 
And the Lord says that these things are shown on TV in the movies. Now, I may not know what movies, but he says that these things are shown on TV in the movies and people are watching these things that are reality. And then they're saying, what unpleasant ideas, or even worse, they're just looking and saying, whoa, that's wild. That's wild. Not knowing that the wildness is taking place right here in this nation. He says not knowing that those so-called unpleasant ideas are actually facts that are being taken from real life and sold back to us as entertainment. So we will go and watch the movie about the freedom and how it sounds, forgetting that we're handing over money to be entertained by things that are happening at a far more graphic level than Hollywood will ever tell you. Hollywood will make it seem like there's lone riders out there who are crusading for the children, and this may be the case, but they will never actually tell you about the basement where these children meet their end. I'm going to say what I know. I saw a vision, and there was a person who must have been a demon. This must have been a shapeshifter or some other kind of creature that can take and assume the form of a human being. And I saw that they had children, one child in particular. And this thing at this ritual was brought before the child. And it opened its mouth and it was like a crocodile in length with the teeth befitting a crocodile or alligator. And God put it on me immediately and said to me, Children are very simple, very, very simple human beings. And this is why it's easy to process them. What they want, they will say it. What they think, they will say it. How they feel, you will know it because they don't yet have access to filters. Whatever they feel, it's on their face, it's coming out of their mouth, they will, they will act it out. But he told me because, because their onboard computers in the beginning are so simple, he says that it's very easy to reach the point where a child skips right out of the land of stress, right out of the land of fear, and into another land. That The word that was put on my heart is apoplexy. Apoplexy for us as adults is when you become so angry or you become so fearful that you just, if you're angry, you just go, I, 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 you can't speak. You have passed the place where you can speak, where you can find your words, where you can make your mind known, and you basically reach a place of freeze. When children reach apoplexy, how it feels inside them is like this. They're not dead. They are literally, that word, frozen. And they become pumped with their life force, pumped with their life essence. And that is the point at which they will be killed.